on the internet for the men and women in our armed forces wherever you may be. To our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon Word of God upon which we base our message this morning is the gospel for today. You heard it read before in Matthew chapter 14. I recall just these words. When Jesus got out of the boat, he saw a large crowd. He felt sorry for them. In the evening, the disciples came to him. They said, no one lives around here, and it's already late. Send the crowds to the villages to buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who truly is the bread of life, my beloved. Monday, hot dogs, pasta salad. Tuesday, mac and cheese, fruit and veggie platter. Wednesday, sub sandwiches and tuna salad. Thursday, tacos. Friday, pizza and ice cream. For those of you, obviously, who were with us for Vacation Bible School, you recognize that was the menu for supper for Vacation Bible School. And they were all given away for, say it along with me, free. You've seen that sign before. Free hot dog giveaways at Century. Free hot dog giveaways at our rummage sale. Free hot dog giveaways at Halloween. Boy, it goes on and on. Free food at Vacation Bible School. And if you brought your non-perishable items this morning, also free food for people who tap into our food pantries. I wonder why we do it. Several reasons. First of all, obviously, to advertise beautiful Savior Lutheran Church, to uh, uh, advertise Vacation Bible School and Sunday School, and to tell the people that God's grace and mercy is for free for them, a concept which a lot of people just don't get. But I'll tell you, the uh, give a hot dog giveaways and the food giveaways do provoke a whole lot of conversations and it's a whole lot better than having doors slammed in your face. But uh, I like to enumerate every so often in my mind the different responses that we receive from people. I told you this one by the guy uh, was at Sentry, and we said, free, free, he says, nothing's for free. I said, well, God's grace is for free. Later on, after 45 minutes, he came out of the story, he said, well, maybe God's grace is for free. Some people say, why are you doing this? Some people say, where is your receptacle, your container for offerings? We said, no, it's for free. Get a kick out of it. Some people actually walk away leaving some money on the counter because they can't believe that there's something for nothing. Some people even have said, oh, you know, I think we should do that for our church. 
But most of all, we do it to imitate our gracious God because throughout Scripture, He was always giving away free food. Genesis 1. So God created humans in his image. In the image of God, he created them. God blessed them and said, Be fertile, increase in number, fill the earth and be its master, rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and all the animals that crawl on the earth. God said, I have given you every plant with seeds on the face of the earth and every tree that has fruit with seeds. This will be your food for free. Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, I've heard the Israelites complaining. Tell them at dusk you will eat meat, and in the morning you will eat all the food you want. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quails came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, the ground was covered with a thin layer of flakes like frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they asked each other, what is this? because they didn't know what it was. Moses said to them, it's the food the Lord God has given you to eat for free. 1 Kings. Then the Lord spoke his word to Elijah, leave here, turn east, and hide beside the Cherith River, which is east of the Jordan River. You can drink from the stream, and I have commanded ravens to feed you there. Elijah left and did what the word of the Lord had told him. He went to live by the Cherith River, which is east of the Jordan. Ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and in the evening, and he drank from the stream. Food for free. Then Elijah told her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as uh, you've said. But first, make a small loaf and bring it to me. Then prepare something for yourself and your son, This is what the Lord God of Israel says. Until the Lord sends rain on the land, the jar of flour will never be empty and the jug will always contain oil. She did what Elijah had told her, so she, Elijah, and her family had food for a long time. The jar of flour never became empty and the jug always contained olive oil as the Lord had promised to Elijah for free. Frightened, Elijah tried to sa- fled to save his life. He came to Beersheba in Judah, left his servant there. Then he traveled through the wilderness for a day. He sat down under a broom plant and wanted to die. I've had enough now, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down and slept under the broom plant. An angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. When he looked, he saw near his head some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate, drank, and went to sleep again. Food for free. Today in the gospel lesson, we see Jesus giving away free food. Miraculously, compassionately, and generously. You know the story. In fact, this is one of the stories in the Gospels that is recorded in all four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John must be pretty important. Jesus was preaching all day. People followed him all day, and all of a sudden it was getting towards supper time. It was getting late, and nobody remembered to bring a lunch. And they were all out there in the wilderness. And so the disciples... 
lacking in faith as they were at that time, says, what are we going to do? Send the people into the town to, to buy at the stores. Jesus said, no, 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 no. You give them something to eat. Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do, and indeed the disciples were going to be the ones who would give the people something to eat. But what was the food that was there available? Well, the other gospels say a small boy came, and he had a basket uh, full of five uh, barley loaves and uh, two fish, probably smoked. Jesus knew how it felt to be hungry. One time he was hungry for 40 days without food. And so he had compassion on the people. And so he performed a miracle once again, showing himself to be the God of the universe. What was the miracle all about? It was a miracle of multiplication. Five loaves. I really wish I would have been there. This would have been so miraculous because every time Jesus took out a loaf, there were still five there. Another loaf, still five there. One fish, still two fish there. Gave them to the disciples. The disciples passed them out to the people. Generously, because the Bible says there were 5,000 men there. Because uh, back then the Jewish people didn't count the women and the children. And probably there were more like 15,000. What's that a comparison to? Did a little study. If you uh, go down to the Bradley Center, it holds about 30,000 people. This is about half the capacity of the Bradley Center. Jesus didn't want this uh, to be unorganized either, so he had them sit down in groups of 50 and 100. 15,000 people, free food. More than they needed. They gave them all that they wanted. Because you know how that would be, you know, uh, free food. Well, it was kind of interesting on pizza night, you know, when uh, uh, we handed out the pizza, and then there were still some leftover. We said, there are leftovers yet. We finished off all 23 pizzas. All for free. Twelve baskets left over. What a humbling experience, huh? Twelve baskets, one for each disciple, filled to the brim. All for free, no payment. The sad thing of the whole story is, if you read on, is that after this, the people mobbed Jesus and they wanted to make him a king. He could provide bread for us all the time. But Jesus finally ran away and secluded himself because he wanted to be known as the bread of life. Jesus still today, miraculously, compassionately, and generously provides for you. Think the miracles, all the miracles that we take for granted. God, right at God's creation, he created the elements to sustain life and plant life so we'd have food. Putting his Trinitarian fingerprint on creation, he created water and light and air and gave them to us for free. You take away one of those things, air, death, light, death, water, death. You need all three. And they're all, all for free. Did you pay for any air this morning that you're breathing so far? 
How about any sunlight? Didn't pay for that either. And if you happen to have been out at the state fair on Thursday afternoon, you would have seen a whole lot of water too, and you didn't pay for that. All the elements to create, to sustain life. Think about how God created the plants to multiply so that we have food. You take one kernel of corn, I looked this up on the internet, Pastor, isn't that smart? Take one kernel of corn, drop it in the ground. I didn't know this either until I was a freshman in high school. I was a city slicker my whole life. I roomed uh, in the dorm in, in my prep years with a, a farm a guy that came from a farm, farmer family. And he said, Rick, uh, how many ears of corn are there on a corn stalk? He says, I'll give you a hint. They call them ears. Oh, two, two ears of corn on a corn stalk. And um, you know how many kernels there are on a cob of corn? About 800. So if you have two ears in every corn stalk, you have 1,600 kernels that you get back from God by only dropping one into the ground. Isn't that totally amazing? Another thing I found out from my roommate was that you know that, that silk that's on the corn? Every one of those pieces of silk is attached to one kernel on that cob. Isn't that amazing in God's creation? Plant the tomato seed? You get a whole bushel basket full of tomatoes. Ever see movies on TV? Or visit a chicken farm? Wow, now there's multiplication. And so many times we take all those miracles for granted. Sit down at the table, the food's there, start to chow down before giving thanks to your gracious God for providing all those wonderful gifts. Say to yourself, ask a little kid, well, where do you get food from? Oh, pick and save, Woodman's. Wrong. From the hand of God. Sometimes we uh, blame God. Uh, uh, talk to some people who are not necessarily Christians. They say, Look at all those starving people all over the world. Is that your kind of God? Say, wait a second. This is not a matter of uh, provision. This is a matter of distribution. Why is there starvation in the world? Hatred, selfishness, war, bloodshed. When all that stuff goes on, you can't plant and you can't harvest and you can't distribute. So people go hungry. Man's sin. And yet, God continues to send his reign on the just and the unjust and produce the plants for us. And he's the one that gives us the weather, not Channel 4 or Channel 6 or whatever you watch, not the weatherman. And sometimes we complain because, you know, it's too hot. Oh, it's too cold. Oh, it's too wet. Like at the state fair. Oh, it's too dry. Oh, you know what? If that's all, it's too humid. And when you get a perfect, perfect summer day, like we had a couple this last week, then you take it for granted. For our complaining, for our blaming God, for our lack of thankfulness, God still comes to us miraculously through his word to feed your soul with forgiveness. Absolutely free, but not cheap. For good forgiveness, the 
cost of Jesus' holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. And once again, we come this morning to receive some more free food. Body and blood, under bread and wine. Because God is so compassionate that he knows that you are thirsty and hungry to have your souls fed with forgiveness and life, but you cannot satisfy yourself. And so compassionately, he gives you his body and his blood. And as you come up once again this morning, it's such a personal thing. Because Pastor Robbie can stand here in the pulpit and talk about forgiveness and generally to all of you, but when you come up here, Jesus is saying, Mr. Smith, this is for you personally. Mrs. Jones, this is for you personally. Your sins are forgiven. And he does it so mysteriously, miraculously, compassionately, and generously. In a, you might say a multiplication because did you ever think of how many millions, perhaps even billions of people have taken the Lord's Supper since the time that Jesus instituted it? And that body and blood is always there. Just think of how it links you to the New Testament Christians and to the disciples sitting around the table on Monday, Thursday. The very same body and blood is for you. So graciously given. No limit on forgiveness. God's mercies are new to you every morning. So come once again this morning, won't you, for some free food. But it's not cheap. It took the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Now he gives you some bread and wine, body and blood for free, freely given come for the table is set and all things are ready in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen please stand the peace of God which passes all your understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus Amen confess our faith this morning in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, 
who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. 